the ultimate challenge to the future of mankind. As the trinity of living terror is completed in the final conflict. Can you be louder? I'm hearing impaired. ASMR podcast. I'm hearing impaired. Don't do that to people. Well, technically we're an ASMR podcast if it stands for a scary movie review. Did you write that down somewhere? No, I just made it up. Okay, well, good for you. Thank you. <laughs> that was pretty clever. Okay, I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. <laughs> and today we're here to talk with you about The Omen 3, The Final Conflict. But first, um, here's 10 word reviews of the, well, the one sad movie we watched this week. Which it was, Selena. Mm-hmm. All right, so Selena. Todo por Selena's. That's it. Oh, that's that you you have seven extra words if you really want them. I have. I don't, I'm, that's for you to use. Okay. Um, my review is biopics are terrible, but I had a good time. Okay. Todo por Selena's. Oh, All right. There's room for <coughs> me. There's room for that too. Cause, oh no, there's not. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, we haven't reviewed any new movies because we haven't gotten out to the theaters because we're very sad. Um, but you can still find out on our Patreon that at the $2 level, all of our 10 minute reviews of newer movies and at our $3 level, all of our old archived episodes and also our special episode on disciples of the crow, which is a short film also based on children of the corn. So check that out. Um, and you're welcome. Yeah. Also check out attack of the queer wolf, my hit Blumhouse podcast. I don't know if we should be plugging other podcasts. I don't know how I feel about this. I think we should this because... This decision was not consulted with by with me. Should we do it? Yeah. Okay, cool. Check it out. It's fun. Check out Queer Wolf. Okay. Anyway, um, we're going to be talking about Omen 3, The Final Conflict. The um, I assume, based on the evidence of movies like Children of the Corn 2, The Final Sacrifice, that this is the last one in the franchise. So we're done. Congrats. Is it, Brennan? No, there's two more. <laughs> there's two more. Well, there's the remake. It's one of them, right? Yeah. Okay, the remake doesn't count then. Okay, fair enough. Like, it's not the same continuity. Yeah. We're still doing it, though. Okay, so here's the plot. Satan's son is all grown up, and he's not playing around anymore. It's like the Rugrats all yeah, grown up. Yeah, he's like, he has purple hair now, and mm. he's really skinny. Damien Thorne, Sam Neill, in his first international role. This is his first, like, American Hollywood release. Oh, hey. <laughs> Good for you, Sam Neill has helped rescue the world from a recession, appearing to be a benign corporate benefactor. When he then becomes U.S. ambassador to England, Damien fulfills a terrifying biblical prophecy. He also faces his own potential demise as an astronomical event brings about the second coming of Christ. Determined to thwart his holy arch-nemesis, as well as a group of priests intent on killing him, Damien begins his most destructive rampage yet. The story of a modern-day Armageddon will keep you riveted until its shocking end. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we'll find out if that's true, if we were riveted. Um, but first, we review all of our movies based on scariness, campiness, effects, and quality. So what's your scariness rating out of five? Two. Okay, I thought, because you held up two fingers, and I was like, I hope you say this out loud, and I'm glad you did. <laughs> two dead babies is what I give this. Oh, okay. Even though there were multiple dead babies. We didn't get to see a lot of them, though. It was implied. It was. And then the woman. But at, at some points, so 
gently implied that you have no idea what actually happened. Yeah, I have no idea. I was so confused by that one baby um, uh, that was in the crib uh-huh. and looked like an orc. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I put two dead babies. Um, that was pretty much the only part of the movie that I found remotely scary. The, yeah, their program of murdering like every child that was born between these six hours on this day. Mm-hmm. I did find, um, you know, I'm going to revise that. There was another scene that I found that was really good. It was one of the earlier scenes. It might have even been the first scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was where this, like, diplomat of some sort was just walking, and then he sees a dog, and then the dog, like, you know, barks at him and, I guess, barks orders. Well, <coughs> I mean, th- this is the hypnotizing dog that we've seen before. This is mm-hmm. the same thing that happened to the nanny in the first omen mm-hmm, mm-hmm. before she killed herself. So this guy, after being hypnotized by this dog, like a good pup that he is, he went... Yeah, those puppy dog guys will get you to do anything, you know? Yeah. Um, then he went to go kill himself in his office. And that scene was Whoa. pretty insane. That was... That was... That was the most tense scene in the movie. Like, yeah. You're right. Uh-huh. Um, I'm also giving this a two out of five, um, but that's an, a scene that I marked as well. Like mm-hmm. it's this weirdly elaborate thing where he sets up like, well, it, he pulls out tape from a tape recorder and wraps it around the doorknob of his office so that when um, his secretary opens the door, it's like it'll pull on the trigger of a gun and just blow his head off mm-hmm. um, because Damien needs his spot as ambassador. Um, so that was pretty. Cr- uh, Intense, especially because you don't really know what's happening with that guy. Because mm-hmm. you see him be hypnotized, and and you see him still retain some parts of his own humanity. Almost like you, he looks in the mirror and he's kind of freaked out by what he sees, and so there's some kind of internal conflict going on. Maybe the final conflict. Maybe um, I don't know what the final conflict means in com- in context of this movie. Uh, can you explain that, Brennan? Um, it means they thought they were ending the franchise because they literally killed Damien. Oh, you mean the name of the movie. Okay. Uh, I don't know if that final conflict would have happened that early on in the movie inside this one diplomat. Well, but... it was this guy's final conflict because he, he done died. He's, he has no more conflicts to have. But it wasn't named Diplomat the Conflict. It was named Honestly, Damien. might have been a better movie if it just ended with that. Make like, that, wow, that movie, Brennan. Make that movie. Um, just cut off the whole last hundred minutes of this movie. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what point I was making because we kept. No, it, it was it was creepy. Oh uh, yeah, that was creepy. Um, and then the baby scenes. Uh yeah, because they, they do murder a bunch of babies that might be the Christ child. Um, we're Nazarene. Yes, the Nazarene. Um, there is a really creepy sequence because, like, like I said, the, those they're very shy about what they depict in this movie and I am well aware that this movie would not be a Hollywood hit if it really had a bunch of straight up baby murders in it. Mm-hmm. Like it's implied that a baby is flattened with an iron, which mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to see. But of course we can't get to see that. Uh no. You give me a look. I'm just, you know, it's fine. You will keep living your truth. <laughs> um no, but like like there there's a scene where um there's a baptism going on, and then the priest holds up the baby, and then the mom's looking at the baby like, oh, and it's like, you have no idea what happened to this baby. Mm-hmm. I thought we were at least going to see like him, not see the baby, but see him like dipping the baby in the water and like holding it down. Uh-huh. Like see some kind of struggle, you know? Yeah, like um, see him drowning a baby in baptismal, mm-hmm. which would have been <clears throat> hecked up. Mm-hmm. Um, and really like, you know, what these kinds of movies are sort of going for. Mm-hmm. But these movies have that pretend air of class about them so they're like oh we can't do that mm-hmm. that's too gauche mm-hmm. 
Um, but there is one really creepy scene where the nurse turns off an incubator for a baby in the like ICU, mm-hmm. and that is intense. So sad. That's rough. Yeah, it's very rough. Um, what so else yeah. scared you, if anything? Well, there is a, a scene where one of the dumb monks is trying to murder um, Damien. So there's seven monks, and they each have one of seven special daggers. And these daggers are, you know, they're magic, and they can kill the Antichrist. Or who? It's who the cares? one thing that can kill him. Yeah. Um, is it canonical? Have we seen these daggers before? I think so, actually. Did he mention um, that his father tried to kill him with yeah, them? Yeah, and this is the third reference of uh, Bugenheim, the only consistent character throughout the franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, the archaeologist who Sam Neill visits in part one and uh, perishes tragically in the beginning of part two. Mm. Um, so basically, Bugenheim and Damien are the two consistent characters in this <laughs> franchise. Um but yeah, so the priest has one of the daggers. Um, Damien's on the set of a TV show being interviewed by a sexy British lady. And the monk is going to try to stab him, but he like falls out of the scaffolding up above the set. And he ends up like hanging himself and get, catching on fire. So just in the middle of this TV set, Sam Neill's sitting there. And there's this hanging monk swinging back and forth like a pendulum clock just on fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a pretty intense, like, cool. That was insane. Yeah. Just... That was almost out of place in this movie because it seemed like a Three Stooges skit. It could – I mean that or like a Dario Argento movie, like something mm-hmm. really elaborate and bizarre. It was just so out of place. And so – because the monks give an air of sophistication. Uh, they like try they, to. Like they know what it is they're doing. They're pretty methodical. They're clearly planning everything out. And that whole like – event was clearly not planned very well no look these monks have had thousands of years and these are the plans they come up with the 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 monks really are where the three stooges comparisons really land you are right about that Mm -hmm. because they are really terrible bumbling monks (laughs) you should make a cut up of the monks and how they die with benny hill well, that actually is a good transition to campiness, which I'm giving a three out of five for. Um, but yeah, because the monks are just really awful at their jobs. Mm-hmm. They keep trying to lure Damien into this weird castle, and he's like, I know you're going to try to kill me in this weird castle. Mm-hmm. So he basically gets them to kill each other, and then he traps two of them in this, like, trap door to, just to starve. Mm-hmm. And then two of them try to trap him on a bridge. But they, like, lock the gate on the bridge, and they're on either side of the bridge, and they each pull out their daggers while they're hundreds of feet away from Damien. So you can clearly see that they're the monks trying to kill him. So he mm. murders them. Mm-hmm. He gets a horse. One of them is going to ride a horse toward Damien. Whose idea was this? Because the horse just bu- gets scared and bucks him off the bridge. <laughs> and then the other one gets attacked by a billion dogs. Yeah. What a way to die. Yeah. Adorable. The hounds. <laughs> um, so... Even campier than the monks. And I'm giving this about, I guess, a three. Okay. I think it's a two just because it wasn't intentionally campy, but it's campy now. Uh, so that still th- counts. I know. A three. And even campier than the monks, the astronauts. Oh, you mean the uh, like observatory where they're like tracing the stars, which are going to mark out where Christ is born, and you're yeah. like, who cares? Yeah, there are so many unnecessary scenes of, like, astronomers just gazing at the stars. And did these people ever, like, join the main cast and crew? No. 
No, they were just this was just needless exposition every like twenty minutes or so. Like, okay, now the star is here. Now Mercury's in retrograde. What's your horoscope, Dan? Oh, you're a Leo. I'm gonna work oh out God. vigorously now. Oh God. <laughs> Sergio is so amused by my horoscope because oh, I don't know. We were playing a game. We were reading horoscopes and seeing which one actually felt the most like us, and mm-hmm. seeing if you know they were just designed to feel like they're for everyone mm-hmm. um and the leo one which is what i am it was about um how you're very sore from working out vigorously and i was just like yes that sounds like me um, i was just laughing at that i couldn't even read that the thing the description it was, it was so funny it was rough it was so good um but yeah tacking on to that uh star sequence there is a moment where the stars are finally aligning and Sam Neill is, like, all sweaty in his bed, like, oh, no, the Christ child. Mm-hmm. Um, but the score is just going nuts. Oh, yeah. Um, the score expects you to be in this fit of religious ecstasy. It's mm-hmm. like these stars align, and then they just shine a really bright light at the camera, and you're like, ah, yeah. da, da, da. And it, it's just – this score is out of control. <laughs> yeah, the score was crazy. Um, another thing – and this is a good transition, is that Damien is far more into the I'm an Antichrist person, and, like, I'm really going to lean into that. I, w- I liked that. He has he's- full agency in this. He knows who he is. A bunch mm-hmm. of people know who he is, apparently. Yeah, he, he performs a Shakespearean soliloquy as a prayer to the devil while stroking a backwards crucifix. You mean when he, like, almost penetrated the Jesus? Basically. But, you know, that weird prayer mm-hmm. where he's like... Oh, the Nazarene. Yeah, the, the that devil, was very Shakespeare. Yeah, I felt it, that. Yeah. Um, uh, and then there are a number of scenes where he just speaks and speaks to the devil oh and like his God. plans. And I was like, oh, good God, I get it, homie, you're evil. Like that was established in parts one and two. Like show me some effects. No, yeah, fair enough. Um, but the thing about that is that this movie got the closest to the plot I've always wanted from one of these movies. Um, which isn't that like, oh, maybe this kid's the Antichrist or whatever. Let's find out. and takes forever. It's like this dude knows he's the Antichrist. He has disciples. He's tr- literally trying to kill the Christ child, trying to like stir stuff up. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's what I've been wanting from these movies, at least from The Omen 2, mm-hmm. which was just a remake of The Omen. Um, and it was still not great. So you're right. Yeah. Um, and that's it for campiness for me. Um, oh, the woman character, like his sort of love interest, Ugh. she really plays it up. I thought she was going to Lady Macbeth and be like, yes, dear, we can be the power couple the world always needed. Yeah, she basically knows he's the Antichrist because the Italian priest guy straight up told her. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, I don't believe you. But then Sam Neill like pushes her into a river. And but then he saves her. So she's like, I guess he's nice. Um, and then they bone. Yeah, they and have then- like crazy vigorous sex and he flips her over and he's like beauty is pain and she's like crying and it's really bad um, but then she wakes up in the morning as if she had just like the best experience and we're like oh is she converted and then she's like no she sees that he's the antichrist and she's like what have i done okay you miss like the lead right there but he's um, naked on the floor the lead. no when she wakes up and it looks like she had sex with a bear because oh, yeah, her back is all clawed up um continue no, it's just like she's had these really intense, like wicked experiences with the Antichrist, mm-hmm. who more or less has admitted where she's like, do you believe in God? And he's like, I think you know where I stand on this. <laughs> um, and then somehow it's still a discovery for her that he is, in fact, the Antichrist. Um, 
That is all to say, I think that we're supposed to really be surprised when she shows up to save us all from Damien's spell. Uh, I think that it's just not good. Um, <laughs> because especially the, oh, I mean, we'll get to it more, I guess, but I just found the ending so perfunctory. She just kind of like bursts out from behind a pillar and stabs Damien. And you're like, that made oh. sense. That part of the ending made sense. There was a whole part of the ending that did not make sense. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, but yeah, I just think Christ's warriors are really portrayed as bumbling idiots in this movie who do mm-hmm. not understand anything. And are just really bad at their jobs. Um, let's move on to effects. Um, effects two. Okay, I'm, I think I'm giving it a three for exactly three reasons, and we've already talked about two of the scenes. The star. Oh no! I found the star explosion to be interesting. That was kind of cool. Uh huh. Um, what else? I mean, the when the diplomat kills himself, his head straight up explodes mm-hmm. all over the wall. And we forgot to mention, after you know we see his head explode, his his leg starts kicking like oh, rigor mortis. Yeah, that was that was rough. That that was a brutal that movie. I mean, sorry, that scene mm-hmm. had me so ready for the rest of this movie mm-hmm. because it was so intense and gross and like balls to the wall, full tilt, like exploitation. I was mm-hmm. like, oh jeez, um, that was pretty cool. My foot's asleep. Um, mm. What else? Um, the uh, the burning monk who's hanging from the ceiling. Uh-huh. We get to see a close up of his hands, and they're like mottled and dripping, just like human Oil. goo. Yeah, because they've been so burned, they're unrecognizable, and they're just goop at this point. Mm-hmm. So that's gross. And then also the uh, the weird zombie baby that the lady uh-huh. has like a vision of in her bassinet. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked like an Egyptian death mask made of paper mache, but it was also very creepy. <laughs> mm-hmm. The effects are really, to me, muted in this movie. Um, yeah, other than those three, those scenes, three scenes were enough to save me from the two-hour slog that was this movie. Fair enough. I feel that. I just really liked the the little that we got. I mm-hmm. thought it was all good. That first scene that you mentioned, like that, did prime me to be like, "Whoa, they're going to go kind of crazy in this movie." And I'm like, I was expecting more of those scenes and like yeah. quite a buildup because, you know, that's what you typically do is you have like a buildup. Every scene after that is pretty much going to be bigger until the final one. But it was just, it was just muted. Yeah, it just got smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, here's a dog. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of them. Yeah. Uh, so. Um, All right. So, Brian, what would you say was your overall quality score? Uh, my quality score, I'm giving this a two out of five. Um, I agree. Okay, cool. I mean, if you gave it a one, I wouldn't be mad. Um, I was thinking of maybe giving it a three because Samuel okay. was pretty compelling, or like by himself, he handsome, was interesting. Pr- he was handsome. Uh, he was interesting to watch. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I. I don't think he just wasn't doing anything for me in this because Damien as a character was really dull. Mm-hmm. Um. There's a part where he's giving a so uh, he's giving a sermon to his disciples in this weird cave that he had to take a helicopter to, and I'm like, how did they get here? <laughs> They're all just waiting. <laughs> Mm. Um, and he gives like a five minute speech where he's like, slay the Nazarene mm-hmm. or else I shall perish. And then he's like, slay the Christ child or else you shall perish with me. It's just like the same structure of line. And he says it like 16 times. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, please stop. And he's like, do you hear me? And then mm-hmm. like, we hear, well, that was kind of creepy. We're all chanting that all at once, mm-hmm. but it's just. This whole movie is excessive and tedious in that way, where it's like, we're just going to give you a whole bunch of weird Antichrist talking. Mm-hmm. 
Where the movie was really odd and bizarre was its use of it's really heavy leaning into of religious uh doctrine what would you call it um iconography scripture you mean at the very end yeah i just feel the movie was far more religious than the other two yeah in a weird way because the 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 bulk of the movie is only religious insofar as it's about the antichrist which is very it's a religious Mm -hmm. concept Mm mm-hmm um, but it's something that like non-Christians can understand and get behind where they're like, yeah, he's a really evil guy. He's going to like, you know, murder the world or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then all of a sudden the Nazarene he's been looking for this Christ child who was born on the whatever day. Um, just, well, you're giving me a look. Do you want to talk no, about no, it? Go ahead. Um, so after he's been stabbed very perfunctorily, summarily, just just really briefly mm-hmm. after wandering through a castle for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, stabbed by the woman, by the way. Yes. Um, he After he killed her son. Yes. He wanders into, like, the Great Hall, and he looks out a window, and just this glowing, floating figure of Christ appears, and he's like, no, the Nazarene! Mm-hmm. And then... You win, Nazarene. Yeah, the score goes full tilt, like, orchestral orgasm. Mm-hmm. And it's a straight-up choir. Yeah, it's like, oh, Nazarene. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Bible verses appear in yeah, the sky. Yeah, it just cuts to an exterior shot, and it's just a Bible verse. And it's like, behold, for so the Christ did love... You know, whatever, uh-huh. Bible stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and there are two quotes in a row. And it's like, I, I get it, the Christ destroyed him i guess or uh-huh. just was here uh-huh. didn't do anything the lady should be the uh-huh. christ uh-huh. god is a god woman, is a woman. <laughs> um <clears throat> I-, I read that apparently there's either a book of this or a novelization of the original script and uh-huh. i didn't care enough to figure out exactly which it was uh-huh. um but in the book it describes a little more about where the nazarene came from because apparently it was born of a gypsy family, so there's no record, no birth record, so that's how oh. he didn't get to kill it okay. or something. But who who could possibly care? Um, this ending <laughs> is nonsense. It was so out of the blue. It was so different, and it was just so campy. It was campy. It was really campy because it was trying to depict the glory of Christ at the end of this kind of brutal, mostly boring horror movie about the Antichrist. Uh-huh. And it's like, he was the lead character. Why do you... It just all of a sudden in this religious ecstasy, it expected me to be super happy that Jesus won, and I'm like, I kind of wanted the Antichrist to do more stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there's he's the character we've been following for three movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I understand that he's a bad guy, but this is like a Breaking Bad situation. He's mm-hmm. an anti-hero. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, I give this movie a two as well. Uh, if I haven't stated that already, um, it was. For all the reasons that Brennan mentioned and several more, it just wasn't good. I found I was bored. I was straight up bored. I mean, when am I not bored, truly? Uh, but it had so much promise. Um, and the other two were at least interesting throughout or more consistent throughout. And this one was just – it wasn't as cohesive a whole as I would have liked. No, I completely agree. Like, the other two Omen movies are also kind of tedious, but they're like – they have more frequent moments of, like, kind of austere horror. Mm-hmm. And this one, it was few and far between. It was, like, the world's worst Easter egg hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there's there's a fox hunting scene that goes on for, like, six minutes. Like, seven, yeah. 
Just we were just watching dogs go through the beautiful England woods. It was such a waste of everyone's time. Why did they do that to us? They had multiple scenes like that. They really tried to make this movie so much more arty than it should have been. Oh man, it, was it seemed just... like they were trying to make like prestige horror. Yeah, which I mean, because that, that's what the Owen franchise is, and I've always mm-hmm. maintained that it only has a. You know, a, a gold filigree of prestige mm-hmm. just flattened over the edge. It's not actually prestigious in any way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, why Why did we do this? Why are we watching these? Well, now we can say that it was bad. That's why. Yeah, no, now we know. And there's at least, there's always one good death in these movies. Mm-hmm. And we got that. Five minutes in. Yeah, unfortunately. They really blew their load on that one mm-hmm. in many ways. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I guess that's the end of this conversation. This movie has n- almost no material in it for a almost two hour. So long much movie. of the movie was scenery; you could easily cut it out. Um, this should have been a director's cut. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they should have like a really simple, like less drama version of this movie available to us noobs. Yeah, although you would probably still watch the original theatrical cut. I don't know. Just the thing that makes me so mad is this is I, I already brought it up, but this is what I've been asking for, and they failed me on it. Mm-hmm. Because obviously they didn't have the budget to, I don't know, like make a bunch of demons and monsters come out of the ground. But I wanted him to like really stir the pot, you know, like make things go when crazy. Like a ritual. Yeah, do crazy rituals and like secretly behind the scenes pulling the strings of like destroying world economies or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he just killed a bunch of babies off screen. And it's like that's intense. But like the way this movie's going about it, it's so garbled mm-hmm. um, because it's so demure about it it's just kind of a waste of time it's mm-hmm. not like oh he's evil it's like we just keep cutting to him yelling about the nazarene and then not really doing anything about the nazarene mm-hmm. uh, i think other people do stuff about the nazarene whatever um okay well we're gonna make our guesses for the next movie but first here's how you can get in contact with the show you can uh, find us on Twitter at Scream101Pod. You can find us on Facebook at Scream101Podcast. Email us at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, give us five stars. Um, if you want, I don't know, Jesus to be reborn, I guess. And then you mm. can hear the beautiful music. Um, Do it for God. Yeah. Do uh, it for God. Catch us next week for Children of the Corn 666 Isaac's Return, which I'm excited for. I'm not even going to say tentatively. I'm very excited. <laughs> Um, we're, um, we're happy to see your little man back. I'm so ready. Do you um, think it'll be a ritual that he comes back or he just appears out of nowhere like, hello, tis I. I think he'll just show up. He'll just like walk up and be like, sup? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but uh, as for the omen, the next time we're going to catch up with Damien in a month's time, um, it'll be in the movie Omen 4, The Awakening, which is a TV movie <laughs> oh. uh, that came out a full decade after this in 1991. Do you know who did it? Uh, the director, you mean? Like, no, was it like HBO? Oh, let me was see. Showtime. I will look that up. But do you have any guesses as to what what's gonna go down? Um, I think it was probably a failed attempt at a at a reboot. So it's probably like some child. No, two parents uh, have a child and they're trying to make it the devil or something, like Rosemary's Baby. Um. Okay. But both parents are involved. Interesting. My idea is that it's going to be more or less a thinly veiled just remake of The Omen, mm-hmm. where it's the awakening means that like the Antichrist is back. Um, I don't know if it'll be the exact same like adoption scenario as the first one. I mm-hmm. think there will already be a baby, but it'll. He doesn't know that it's the devil, and they have to like do a ceremony to awaken the devil in him. 
I don't I don't think there's going to be a ceremony. In my, in my mind, it's kind of like the opening of Children of the Corn 5, Fields of Terror, where there's like a weird field of fire and the fire flows into the baby. Like, I don't know. Th- this baby's born on like the sixth month and the sixth day and the mm-hmm. 666 on the clock. I don't mm-hmm. know. Something crazy. And then like its eyes glow red and then you're like, ooh, it's the devil. And then the omen happens again. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, he just stares at the camera like – Stuff's going to go down in the next one. And then it's like, nope, there's at least finally no more of these. Mm -hmm. Until the remake, which I know exactly what happens in that one. I've never seen the remake. Um, Well, you'll get to it. Yeah, we'll we'll get to see. We'll see how it compares. But anyway, um, that's Omen Omen 3. Um, Catch you in a month for Omen 4. Catch you next week for some more corn kids. Having some fun. (laughs) Um, I'm ready for Isaac. I'm so ready. Isaac, bring me... Joy. The Nazarene. <laughs> Nazarene. All right. And until next week, good luck on your journey. And stay gold, everybody. Bye. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart. Hi, I'm Brennan. And I'm Dave. And we are the co-hosts of Cast Party. It's a freewheeling pop culture conversation. I am an online media mogul. And I'm not. I'm a drama teacher. Yes. You, in fact, my drama teacher. We kind of transplant the conversations that we have every time we hang out and do a podcast, and we hope you like it. Check it out. Enjoy at podpeople.me. That was, that was really fun and not awkward at all. <laughs> Bye.